In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We ask you now, O God, to use and rule over our thoughts and our words, so that it may be your word which is spoken and your word which is heard. Amen. The disciples James and his brother John approach our Lord and ask for a favor. They're asking for something quite tremendous. To be, when our Lord comes into his kingdom, to be on his right and on his left, to be the two most important people in the kingdom. And our Lord's response to them is a question. Can you drink the cup that I will drink? Can you be baptized with the baptism with which I will be baptized? And they say, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, of course we can. And our Lord says to them, very well, you will. But the place at my right and at my left are not mine to give, but for those for whom they have been prepared. Well, that makes us wonder, what, well, whom could they possibly have been prepared for? Can, can we speculate? And I'm reminded of one of my favorite psalms when it comes up in the, in the divine office. It's, here's a word for you to use at your next dinner party and impress your guests. Epithalamian. An epithalamian is a bridal or wedding poem. It's Psalm 45, a poem about a bride who is marrying into the, the house of David, marrying the king. And one of the verses says, The queen stands at your right hand, arrayed in gold and ulcer, in the finest of gold. And the church has always applied that particular verse and indeed that psalm to Our Lady. So I imagine Our Lady as the one on the right, the most important place in the kingdom apart from our Lord. If you'll notice in our, in our church here, these beautiful stained glass windows that we have, mixing or bringing together elements of Our Lady's life and Our Lord's ministry, ultimately coming or interweaving together as they do, Our Lady is always represented, as she usually is, in blue. And uh, blue is Our Lady's color. And I'm reminded of that wonderful poem by G.K. Chesterton, My Lady clad herself in blue, then on me like the seer long gone, the likeness of a sapphire grew, the throne of him who sits thereon. Then knew I why the fashioner splashed reckless blue on sky and sea. And there, twas good enough for her, he tried it on eternity. So Our Lady is dressed in blue, but when we get to the last window, the last window of there is the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And Our Lady, we're told from, from, the, uh, from uh, the second chapter of Acts, with the, the entire church, the 120 or so, were gathered around Our Lady, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. And there she is robed in white, trimmed with gold. She is a queen, the queen mother of heaven. So Our Lady, I always think of as the one on the right, but who's the one on the left? Well, we get a hint that in order to be on the left, that other place of prominence in the kingdom, we must be willing to suffer as our Lord suffered. Can you drink the cup that I am to drink? That cup 
that our Lord himself in his sacred humanity felt a certain reluctance to take in his human weakness that he had taken on, but yet combining his will with the will of his Father said, not my will but thine be done. The place at the left requires us to be willing to receive that cup that he received, to receive the baptism that he received. In our second reading from Hebrews, we are told that we have a high priest, Jesus, the Son of God, who has passed through the heavens and is not, who is not unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way as us, yet without sin. The secret to understanding the whole of who the second, that, that, that second place of prominence in the kingdom is joining ourselves with Christ as he joined himself with us. There's a little prayer that you will not hear because it is said quietly at the altar. If a deacon is present, it's when he pours the water into the wine before handing it to the priest for the offertory. If a deacon is not present at the altar, the priest does it himself. And he says, and I never learned this prayer in English because I learned it in Latin, um, but literally it is, by the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in his divinity who humbled himself to share in our humanity. The incarnation, Almighty God becoming one of us, taking into his divine life our humanity, so that we can take into our human life his divinity. But the only way to take on his divinity is to take on his suffering to take on, have a willingness to take on whatever is necessary in order to follow him, even if that means to a death as our Lord died on the cross. And sometimes for us that means taking up daily our cross of suffering, to unite even our trivial sufferings with his. St. Paul tells us in his letter to the Colossians, I make up in my own body whatever is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Well, what could possibly be lacking in the infinite sufferings of Christ? The infinite God, every time as a boy he stubbed his toe, would have been an infinite value. But because he humbled himself to share in our humanity, he pulls our humanity up into his divine life. So that even our sufferings, whether they be trivial or great, can be united with his and have salvific import in this world. And that is how we, each of us, along with James and John, can find ourselves in that place, that second place of prominence in the kingdom as saints in heaven. Because every one of us have been called to be saints in heaven. And we do that by uniting ourselves with Christ as he united himself with us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.